I love the, uh, the great litany we use to begin the services every first Sunday of Lent. It's so different than the way we normally uh, do liturgy in the church, and I love the language of turning to God and beseeching God and asking God to deliver us. A version of the litany that was developed um, after the English Reformation included the line, from the Bishop of Rome and his detestable enormities. <laughs> Good Lord, deliver us. <laughs> Little Anglican pride there, I guess. But I'm glad to say that uh, the ecumenical movement has moved forward and um, we now see uh, Roman Catholics as brothers and sisters in Christ, not as the enemy. So uh, some improvement there. I grew up watching Sesame Street. Some others did too, I think. <laughs> and every episode, at some point in the episode, there was, there'd be a scene where they'd say, today is brought to you by the letter, and there'd be some letter, and the number, and there'd be a number. Well, today, and today's scriptures, are brought to you by the letter G and the number 40. The G is for God, giving, generosity, and grace. And the 40. The passage we heard this morning from Deuteronomy is Moses' last speech before the people will enter the promised land after 40 years of wandering in the desert. And the gospel passage, Jesus is tempted by the devil at the end of 40 days of fasting in the wilderness. And that 40 days, of course, recounts the 40 years in the wilderness of the people of Israel. And we hear these passages towards the beginning of the 40 days of Lent. 40 days of Lent, this time of preparation. 40 days not including Sundays if you're doing the math because every Sunday is a feast of the resurrection. This particular Deuteronomy passage is Moses' stewardship sermon to the people. It is his stewardship sermon and what a perfect passage for today when we are in the midst of our annual fund at St. John's where we are asking all members of St. John's to give some of their first fruits to the church and to support God's work here. As the people take possession of the land God is giving them, Moses says that they are to take the first fruits of the harvest and give those first fruits as an offering to God. God does not get what's left over from the harvest. Giving to God comes first. And that is the heart of stewardship. This passage in Deuteronomy is a celebration of God's abundance and 
It is an acknowledgement that God is truly the source of all that we have. Moses says that the people will possess the land the Lord is giving them. But the land still belongs to God. And the offering of the first fruits, which are the best of the harvest, is an acknowledgement that God is the true owner of the land from which we take resources. This, of course, is central to our theology of environmental stewardship. Our giving to the church and our giving to God's work in the world acknowledges that we ourselves belong to God. Abundance comes in many forms, but the focus in this passage is on material abundance, having a place that can finally be called home, being able to harvest resources after years of wandering and eating manna. Everyone has their own circumstances. But generally speaking, and in comparison with most of the world, many of us here enjoy incredible abundance. And abundance is not just a blessing, but a responsibility. And we are called to acknowledge the true source of all abundance. And note that in Deuteronomy, the offering to God is to be shared with everyone, including the aliens who are residing in the land. Money, our financial resources, our spiritual issues. Money has incredible power in our lives. Our society often defines us based on how much or how little of it we have. In the Bible, Jesus talks more about money and possessions than any other topic. The church talks about human sexuality more than any other topic. (laughs) But Jesus talks about money more than any other topic. Not because money is bad, but because of the temptation to make it our God. The temptation to define our self-worth by our net worth. Instead of seeing our worth coming purely from the fact that each one of us is created in the image of a loving God. The temptations that Jesus faces from the devil in the passage today stand for possessions, power, and pride. We all face these temptations in various forms in our lives. But we find all three of those temptations 
around money and wealth. Jesus says you cannot serve God and wealth, but you can serve God with wealth. And that is really the point of offering the first fruits to God and to the church. Giving from the first fruits changes our relationship with money and its power over us. It reminds us that ultimately all we have is a gift from God. Giving first helps us ask the question, what do we need versus what do we want? One of the dangers of affluence is feasting on what we want, hoping that it will provide what we need. But only God, a generous heart, and the love of other people can truly give us what we need. And then we can truly appreciate the things we want and have for what they are. Now, I've spent my entire career as a priest in churches that were located in the midst of affluent communities. Montecito, Santa Barbara, and Ross, California. By any standard, affluent communities. And the number one issue I see in the community at large, not just the people at the church, in fact, less the people at the church, but the larger affluent community, the number one issue I see is people who have everything they want, but not what they truly need. I don't mean that as a form of shame at all. But I do see this dynamic a lot less in people in these communities who are generous in giving of themselves, their money, their time, their talents, and also in people who have an active spiritual life. I can only say for myself that giving first rather than from what is left over, has profoundly changed my relationship with money. Now I think about what I want to buy after we have given, and it has helped me appreciate what is truly important. It has been like turning away the devil. And this is Moses' point. He is saying to the people that have been wandering for 40 years, you are about to experience abundance like you have never known. Remember that it is a gift from God and you offer it back to God first. Lest you think that you yourself are the source of all you have. Because no one is an island. Moses talks about the land of milk and honey 
And those are largely metaphors. And the early church used the image of the beehive as a symbol for the church. That the honey is the result of the work of everyone, of all the bees in the beehive, not just one person, not just the queen. It takes everyone for that honey to be produced. Some of you know I grew up in an all-Mormon neighborhood in Salt Lake City, Utah. It, It is no mistake that the Mormons named Utah the Beehive State. It's not because of bees. It's because the beehive was their image of the church and how it works. And that's what Moses is talking about when he talks about the land of milk and honey. So we are in the midst of our 2019 annual fund asking everyone to step up their support of St. John's. And I personally look at the impact this church has on people's lives. I think of conversations I've had just this week of people going through some of the most difficult moments in their lives. And also joyous celebrations. If you were here at Mardi Gras, this church knows how to have a good time (laughs) as a community. It was rocking. The joy, the sorrow, all those moments in life, this church being there for our youth, this church engaging in so many different uh, outreach opportunities with the homeless and with the poor, not for the poor, but with the poor, which is what we are truly called to do. And I look at all that and I think of our financial commitment to St. John's and think, you know, that's the best money we use all year. That's the best money. And honestly, we do need a 20% increase in our total annual fund giving to sustain our ministries here at St. John's. As I was working on this, I was remembering David Gilmore, a much beloved parishioner and vestry member who for many years ran our stewardship annual fund campaigns. And I remember David getting up and saying, I've got good news, and I've got bad news. The good news is St. John's has all the money it needs. The bad news is it's still in your wallets. (laughs) We do have all the money we need if we give generously to support the ministry uh, that we all share here in Jesus' name. Amen.